This podcast is sponsored by Hibu, an award-winning e-commerce fulfillment provider, helping online businesses grow by taking care of all their order fulfillment needs, picking, packing, and posting products to customers all over the world. Fuel your growth and fulfill your ambitions with Hibu. Hello and welcome to Three Peeps in a Podcast, the bonus show. I tweeted earlier today that the last time Bristol City played at home on this day in the FA Cup, it was a 5-0 win. And it was Mabbott with two, Richie with two and Jimmy Mann with five of those 11 that started that game at Ashton Gate today. It wasn't quite five, but it was three goals to nil as City breeze into the fifth round where the chances of an uninspiring cup draw are vastly reduced. Cue Grimsby away on a cold Wednesday night. City now seven unbeaten in all competitions. Matt is with me as always, and Matt, you're in a car park in the dark, so commitment to the podcast, uh, as always, yep. never in question. Um, no, let me just say, I'm not, I'm not dogging or anything. I've literally just come out to see me nephew. <laughs> yeah. that's totally dodgy, and you can change that, but yeah, I've come yeah. out to see me nephew... Uh, Who's uh, over from America? So um, yeah, it was late notice. Yeah, thanks, mate. Um, I've, obviously, I've got a, a, a birthday tomorrow, Roman's birthday tomorrow. So um, yep. I'm going to be unavailable. So I wanted to get this in. These three words were "he's wonderful, magical." Obviously, going on the logical song for Alex Scott, and he's thrown the towel in, Matt, on his um, on his challenge of using the same letter. Well, yeah, I mean, I think the thing is, and, and I'm not sure everybody um, actually recognised how Lee's three words uh, came about and, and what he was trying to do each week. But actually today he is bang on to uh, to reference Alex Scott. Um, I mean, I suppose he could have just said wonderful, 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 but um, <laughs> he, he was just unbelievable today. And um, that, that was the most complete Alex Scott performance I've seen in the Bristol City shirt. And if there were any scouts there, I am fully expecting bids for him. Um, to come in before Tuesday because he was just outstanding to the point that when he left the field, West Brom players were actually shaking his hand, which speaks volumes, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't notice that. Um, prior to the game, the Bristol City Former Players Association helped a collection for Nick Anderton and his family, the Bristol Rovers player who's suffering from a rare form of bone cancer. Um, early indications are that over £1,600 was collected and uh, everyone was sporting their yellow ribbons. So, uh, great work from for everyone, everyone concerned with that. Um, let's see who drew number three. Let's bring in our guest. It's Tom Rule up from up north. Lewis. Yes, how are we, guys? Are we all right? Northern yeah, Tom coming. or Carling Tom? We <laughs> on this podcast. Um, Tom, we'll start with you on our talk club check-in. How are you out of 10, sir? Um, I'd go a nine. Um, probably would be a ten if I wasn't doing dry January and I could have a beer right now. But um, no, yeah, Tom. yeah, I know it's last weekend. Now. I'll be having a beer next weekend at Preston, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah good nine. Um, just polished off a kebab. Um, just unfortunately, I haven't got a beer to wash it down with after a very, very good performance today. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll um I'll apply the San Miguel finish to to your kebab. Well, it's, as not I, quite, uh, it's not quite a Carlin, but... Yeah. Oh, God. We don't want to get into that debate on this podcast. Maybe another one. Um, Matt, how about yourself? I'm, I'm a, a good nine, mate. Yeah, I'm um, I'm, I'm teetering on a ten. Uh, family, like I said, Aaron's over from America, so it's always lovely to see him. Um, but yeah, it's, we keep saying that on, on this podcast, but Bristol City's 
performance and result makes such a difference to my mental mm. health. And I loved it today. So, yeah, I'm a good nine. Okay. I'll join you on a nine. I think three nines. That is a first. Um, obviously, usually we do it on a, early on a Sunday morning. So that obviously takes it down a little one. But, yeah, fa- fantastic day. Fantastic performance. And it was one of those performances, Matt, where you didn't necessarily expect that performance or that result. We were threadbare, should we say, in terms of uh, people to select. But those selected certainly turned up, as did some of those on the bench also. They got on. Yeah, I mean, and, and you, you weren't sure what the the atmosphere in the ground, but also from a playing point of view, the, the Antoine Semenyo um, transfer would have. You know, he's, he's a, a young, popular member of the squad. Um, and it's like, you know, we've all worked with people over the years that you get on with and when they leave, you do definitely notice a bit of a change and you miss them. Um, so, yeah, I, I went show and I'm walking in, a, a friend of mine, Keith, Keith Starr, um, he said, yeah, we don't know what we'll get. We could win 4-0, we could lose 4-0, or we could see a boring 0-0. And I, I rather insultingly said to him, you must be some sort of idiot if you think we're going to win 4-0. And obviously, <laughs> as it was three, we're then praying that the fourth's going to go in just so that you can get one over on me and say. But yeah, yeah it was um, an unexpected result. And, I, and I, didn't, I didn't look to see what the West Brom squad was in comparison to what they normally put out. But it felt like it was a pretty much a first team squad from them. Um, so yeah, it was, um, you weren't sure what to get patched, were we? We knew Sam Bell would come in, but mm. we didn't, I mean, you'll talk about the changes. We didn't know whether anyone else would be, would be changed. Yeah, I mean, um, obviously, Campering was suspended, so we knew Jada Silva was going to come in. We knew Bell was going to come in for Semenyo, and there was, you know, would we see any other changes? Possibly not. Tom, for you, were any surprises? Obviously, on the bench, we had our new goalkeeper, Haken, uh, Callas, King, Taylor Clark, Kaji, Williams, Thomas, and Francois. Um, any thoughts from you on the starting lineup? It's pretty much as I predicted, to be honest. I would have thought. The, the, the force changes would have been what happened. Um, I was a little bit well. I said this morning I would have liked to see the new new keeper in goal just to see what he was like. But mm. Max O'Leary went on to put in a good performance in the end. So absolutely, yeah. yeah. No, I, don't so, know, I, I don't know how fit he is the, the new yeah. goalie because he's, mm. he's not been playing as he. So yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I'm sure we'll see him in a. Oh, you'd have thought in an under twenty one match in the near future, um, and then we can go from there. Right. Okay. Let's get into the minutes then. So first 10 minutes, got lovely close control from Jada Silva, who needs to take this opportunity in the team. Tanner bursts forward and Sykes cross is blocked. From the corner, we get another corner, which is pl- which is played short. It was a loose ball and it's fallen loose to Sam Bell, who's curled one right-footed into the top corner. Uh, with his dad sat in close proximity in the corner of the Lansdowne. And uh, yeah, it's 1-0 Bristol City, and what a finish. Uh, There's a good bloodline in that family, isn't there? Um, what, was Mickey, what was, <laughs> what was um, Mickey like when he celebrated? Did he go mental, did he? Yeah, he was beaming yeah. from ear to ear. Oh, uh, I'm not sure who it was who was sat next to him, but yeah. they were... Uh, Sharing an embrace. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, the short corner reminded me a little bit of how we played the third goal at Rotherham with a Prings header. Mm. So, um, and then when um, Sam ran onto it, I think Drew put in the WhatsApp chat that remind, reminded him of the Joe Bryan. And then, yeah, when I, yeah, when I, when I thought I, that. And then when I watched the replay back, even his run up to the ball and the way he side footed in, he just curled. I, I think I swore louder than I actually <laughs> <laughs> celebrated. I, I can't believe it was such a good goal. And for me, I'm 
a fan of the FA Cup, but it's, it's it's a little bit of a break from the league. So I didn't think I'd get that excited about scoring goals, but I, I can't believe how much I celebrate that goal and how happy I was with that goal. Well, when it's Sam Bell scoring his first goal at Ashton Gate, Matt, it's uh, it's going to be special, a special moment. And yeah, I don't quite know where the West Brom defence were, but we'll take it. Yeah, I think, I mean, it was a, a short call routine. I'm pretty sure Sam Bell played it back eight um, and then obviously sort of pounced on the, the chance. But it it kind of shows, doesn't it, that playing him in his, his natural position, um, we said that the goal at Swansea gave him a confidence that we hadn't seen in any of the minutes, really, that he played beforehand. Um, you know, forgetting about the games that he played where he, he just shouldn't have been playing in, in that position. Um, but he, he just looks a completely different player. The goal just gives him so much confidence. And to even, you know, want to hit that one first time shows what a natural goal scorer he is. And do you know what, Patrick? All I could think about after he scored that was what Brian Tinian has said to us a couple of times about, you know, Tommy Conway and Sam Bell playing together up front being the future. And I really, really hope that that proves to be the case. I'd love to think Alex Scott is playing in behind them as well, but it was just an unbelievable finish. And some, I was listening to someone coming in on, on the way home said that that was scored in the Premier League this weekend mm. by a 20-year-old. They would be all over it. Um, so, yeah, it was it was fabulous. Although I did see a, qu- a tweet from Chris Sutton, who I think was commentating on the game today. And he said, you know, or, Antoine Semenya gone, but you kind of got nothing to worry about. Sam Bell was superb. Yeah, I also saw that, yeah. 16th minute, a lovely cushioned header from Bell into the path of Naki Wells, and he almost gets the better of the keeper. So, Matt, not only is Sam Bell uh, scoring goals, but he's starting to prove himself in a partnership with uh, with Naki Wells. Yeah, and I, and I don't know, Patch, how often the two of them have played together, um, you know, even in the, the under-21s. But, yeah, it was. And, and Naki was... Really unlucky. I think the defender kind of thought it was going to easily go back to the keeper. And Naki did get a touch in it um, and was a little bit unlucky that he didn't sort of put it past him. Then there was a bit of me thinking, was it a pen or not? But from our end, it was very difficult to see. But yeah, it was, a, a, again, quality striking play from, from Sam Bell. Yeah, nothing in that one for me. Uh, 20th minute, City keeping the ball well at the back until Atkinson gets in a bit of a muddle. Um, and a deflected shot has to be collected in by Max. And Tom, that was quite an awkward bounce and collection from from Max O'Leary, but he did really well with that. Yeah, he did really well. I, th- I think he's got a lot better recently, Max, with um, passing the ball out. Um, but Atkinson as well, I thought he had a little bit of a shaky end to the first, well, midway through the first half. I thought he had a little bit of a shaky first half, but he certainly turned it round. Yeah, 28th minute, Sykes getting into some good space down the right. He's found by Naki Wells. Um, layoff is perfectly weighted and the cross is met by Alex Scott to slide in for 2-0. So it was a good layoff from Naki Wells, Matt, and Sykes getting down the down the right-hand side. Lovely ball across and Alex Scott sliding in in an advanced position. It was great to see him get that goal that he's been waiting for all season. I was going to say his first of the season, wasn't it? Yeah, I think Sykes had had one um, sort of probably five, six minutes before that he didn't quite pull back enough and the keeper was able to sort of quite comfortably save it. Mm. This one was perfect, perfect run for Scotty. Um, and yeah, you're, you're in, I mean, I know it sounds a bit stupid because they're in our league, but they've been on such a good run. But you're in dreamland, you know, 2-0 up. We were really bossing the game. 
Yeah. Um, and you've got two youngsters scoring. It just, yeah, brilliant. Well, there was a game a few seasons back when we were three 0 up at home to West Brom. Do you remember that? I think even your friend <laughs> Nicky Hunt, Nicky Hunt, Jack Hunt scored as well. But he did, didn't he? Yeah. I'm sure we had one where we were three 0 up against Sunderland, weren't we? And we we ended up drawing three three. Yeah, so, yeah. it's crazy, yeah. doesn't it? But 2-0 but two, two up against West Brom, you are sort of thinking the next goal is a really big goal um, because you know that they've got some quality in their side. But we, we were playing such good football at the time, I thought, Patch, all, all over the pitch. It was, a, it was a really, really strong performance. Yeah, a joy to watch. Yeah, um, it was. Exactly that, 31st yeah. minute, uh, West Brom get in behind Atkinson again. Um, but Max saves well with his feet on this occasion, Matt. Uh, so, yeah, Max has, has saved uh, Atkinson's blushes there. Yeah, was that the one where DK got the run on him? Um, yeah. Or was it the one where Max, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll be completely honest with you, mate. Um, I did turn round to the, the, the proverbial guy behind me and say, really funny, isn't it? Because my mate Patch, we had a, a discussion now, Rob Atkinson was the fastest at the club. <laughs> and I said, and he looked anything but the fastest at the club there, did he? In fairness to him, I think he was trying to play offside. Then he didn't want to foul DK. But yeah, Max, Max did save him, didn't he? Once he gets going, though, Matt, he, he was short distances. <laughs> that's, exactly, that's, exactly what, that's exactly what Martin said. Yeah, he just needs to get a run up and he's on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tom, 38th minute, a well-cushioned pass from Tanner into the path of Wells after a decent short corner routine. I thought this was one of Tanner's best performances for me as well. He linked up really well with Sykes. He was he was on the offensive. He was doing everything, all, doing all the basics well. Um, and yeah, it was it was great to see him getting in advanced positions. Yeah, I've been really pleased with Tanner a lot recently. I think his um, games come on uh, a lot. Um, I thought him and Sykes, Sykes in particular, had a very very good game. I've, I've been really really impressed with Sykes recently. You've been pub- publicly on Twitter, you know, def- def- defending yeah. him. Yeah, well, we've been playing a bit. Of- Right wing back, right back, majority of the season. Now he's got a decent run in his position. Um, yeah. His um, position that he probably is best in playing in. He's, he's been absolutely fantastic. What is it? Um, he scored two Which goals. Three, three, yeah, three goals. Three in, and, in, three and, yeah. three and three, two, three, wasn't three it? Three yeah. Four, no? yeah. And, and the yeah. assist. And the assist. Yeah. yeah, I think since this year, he's probably been my favourite player, to be honest. Right. Okay. Well. Well. Um. So. So, Matt, we we have seen Sykes in a right wing back position, and I think Nigel Pearson's sort of said when he's been questioned about him playing that position, he still should be getting into his advanced positions. But there's no, there's no hiding away from the fact if you're in the front three, you're going to be forward more. Um. Yeah. And today, in particular, for me, he looked more up for it. He was jumping up, challenging for balls, putting his bum out to sort of push out the defender. Um. This was definitely, for me, one of Sykes' best performances for Bristol City. Yeah, I mean, I still think there's moments where I'd like to see him be a little bit more physical, but you've got to be fair to him and say that isn't his game. Mm. So you you can't expect him to do things that just isn't in his natural game. Um, I agree. I thought, like I said, I thought the, the, the ball across for, for Scott was, was brilliant. I'd actually like to see him stay wider a little bit more. A couple of times he came inside. Mm. Um, and I felt that if he'd stayed outside, um, you know, he, he, he could have got something out of it. But the more he plays with George, George Tanner, the, the better their relationship's going to be. Yeah. And you'd like to think that they'll end up overlapping. There was a couple of times where George was the one in front. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
it's difficult because I, I can't sit here and say I haven't had a go at certain players and stuff. But I do think with Sykes, there's a bit of a social media thing at the moment with a few people that they're just not giving credit when credit's due. Um, and it's like the Zach Viner thing. You know, I'm, I'm sure there's still people probably having a little dig at Zach Viner not being good enough. But you have to look at what's in front of you on the day and you can't be critical of Sykes today. You just can't. Yeah. Half time summary from Rob, uh, which incidentally he sent on the wrong group. He initially sent it to his <laughs> Patonk group. Um, wow. And when I saw him in the sports bar afterwards, I said, There was no half time summary today, mate. He said, Yeah, I definitely sent it. And uh, yeah, we got to the bottom of that one, but it came through eventually. This is good. Intensity is working. Both sides seem fairly matched, but we are winning the key moments. Quality finish from Bell. Antoine, who, question mark, with a wink. What a difference good crosses make too. Sykes driving and pulling the ball back was made great by Scott's determination to get into and attack the box. Totally what we've needed and shoes, shoes and shows what a difference it makes. We know West Brom are going to throw the kitchen sink now. Half time should be spent determining a game plan on how we counter and pick them off. Okay, into the 48th minute, Sykes to Tanner, whipped over. Bell's touch is incredible. He lifts it over the goalkeeper, Matt, for 3-0. So Sykes and Tanner again linking up well. It was the ball across from Tanner and Bell's first touch to bring it down and then lift it over the goalkeeper was sensational. Yeah, I, I don't, I've not looked back, so I've not seen it on, um, on TV. So I don't know who played the ball to Tanner, but it was a great ball. And then Tanner... Sykes. Was it Sykes? Was it right? Sorry. Um, Tanner obviously sees the run. And because it's at our end, you can see that Sam Bell's kind of behind him, calling for the ball. It's a great cross, but the touch is unbelievable. Um, I actually thought it had got away from him. And, and the keeper, and he's a big keeper, that button, um, spreads himself. But like you said, Patch, to lift it over him like he did with just such a delicate little dink, um, it was it was better than his first goal. The movement, the touch, the finish was better than his first goal. And his first goal was a brilliant goal. Um, yeah. Again, like I said, confidence. To have that confidence is just brilliant. Yeah. You were watching on, Tom. Your thoughts on the goal? Yeah, I thought he overhit it as well because I thought, oh, he's, he's over yeah. it this. And then out of nowhere, he was on it. And then it was just such a little finesse to just lift it over the keeper. In the yeah. way Sam Bell runs off that last defender, it, it's... Oh, I love it. He's so quick. I can't remember the last time I saw a player that quick for City. With how Tommy Conway is, um, Tommy is is more of a physical presence, not in the way that Antoine is or anything like that. But you can see how well those two could dovetail, can't you? You know, you've got the speed of, of Sam Bell. And, and I'll be honest with you, Patch, you, you said it at the time, but I must have heard it a hundred times since about his Swansea goal being very much like Michael Owens against Argentina. Yeah. Um, and he just looks a natural striker, doesn't he? Whereas, you know, again, I, I, I'm the first to admit when I, I say, say things wrong and stuff, I didn't think he was anywhere near ready this season to play to the level he's playing. Um, and the last three games, he's been unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, 56 minute chance on the edge of the box for Sykes. So Sykes has a shot from um, from outside the box, which just, just goes wide. Um, West Brom getting a bit agitated now. A foul on Jada Silva and then a foul on Alex Scott. Both get bookings. And then Wells has a right foot free kick, which goes close. So a few things to break down there, Tom. Um, yeah, a couple of, couple of uh, 
challenges in from West Brom, starting to get a bit agitated. Yeah, it's getting a little bit nasty, wasn't they? They picked up, was it two yellow cards in a couple of minutes? Yeah. Um, the Wells free kick, I thought that was actually went in at one point when I was watching it on the telly. Well, it's certainly uh, the, closest, the closest we've seen for quite some time in terms of free kicks. I know Naismith hit the side net in, I think, yeah. last week. But... Well, did that hit the side? I'm pretty sure that hit the side net in as well. But um, other than Wells, who would you put on free kicks? Alex Scott or Alex, yeah. Alex Smith. Scott, yeah. Mm. Alex Scott always used to take the free kicks for the under twenty ones before he broke in the first team. Um and I've seen him score from distance. So yeah, I'm surprised. But but Naki takes seniority, then he he seems to be the one that's on it. Yeah, I think we've seen Naki hit the woodwork before. I don't know if we've yeah. seen him yeah. score, maybe maybe yeah, oh, we did see him score. Yeah, yeah, it was deflected. Yeah. Deflected him, wasn't it? Yeah. I wouldn't um, mind seeing what, what Sam Bell's dead ball. <laughs> shooting was like because he must wow. must be the sort of thing he's practiced with his dad over the years absolutely no maybe that's that's the next that's the next one in line next installment uh, for that though yeah yeah 67th minute scott is really dancing through today i've got written here um as he puts bell away with a great through ball and this time bell can't quite get the lift over the goalkeeper after a, after a heavy initial touch mat but just on alex scott before we talk about that chance for sam bell the close control, the the knocking it around people, the the footwork, it was just all clicking for him today, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, they, and apologies to the, the, the gentleman again, but the 35 for West Brom, um, I think he's a Turkish lad. He was brilliant in the, the game over Christmas, um, ran the show. Today, it was all about Alex Scott. Um, okay, Yoxalu. That's the one, yeah. Um, it's all about Alex Scott today. He, he did that three or four times in the first half and probably five or six times in the second half. Um, like you say, Patch, it's his close control, but he's he's got... And, I'm, and I'm, I am comparing his movement. I'm not saying he's the same player or could be the same player, but he was very sort of Gaza-esque with the way that he sort of rode the challenges and came through with the ball. Mm. Um, and, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it when we go on about the scores and stuff, but it, it was the most complete performance I've seen from Alex Scott today. And, and the fact that, said, that it looks it looks almost effortless to him as exactly, well. Yeah, exactly mm. that patch. And that's I think that's what good players do, isn't it? Good players make it look easy. Today, you know, he, he did it two or three times, like I said, in the first half. And, and again, when we were talking, I said, you know, he's done really well, but he needs to now do that for the entire game. And mm. today he did. Today yeah. was a... I like to think it's a performance that when he's walked in, Nigel Pearson, Curtis Fleming, Jason Yule have gone. You've you've set a standard there now. Couldn't have asked for any more today. Yeah, mm. that's what you've got to work to because it it was brilliant. And and I could see Alex Scott playing for England if he develops and carries on in the way that he is there. Because it like I can't I can't say anything more. It was just outstanding. I loved his performance yeah. today. We're almost in dreamland, Matt, for a Sam Bell hat trick, but he yeah. just couldn't. It was the first touch was a little bit heavy, and then he just couldn't lift it over the keeper, could he? Yeah, but Button was out really, really quickly, and and his first touch was a little heavy. Yeah, but again, great movement from Sam Bell. He's coming in off the left. He was combining well with Jade De Silva, who special mention to Jade De Silva patch as well. You know, talk about quick yeah. feet. Three or four times today, he came out of those tight spaces again with the ball. Um, you know, and 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 put in a really really good shift for. I mean, it's probably he's probably not played in something like twelve, thirteen games. I would have thought. No. Did you see no, Pearson? Did you see Pearson when he came off the pitch to Jada Silver? He gave him a yes. Good, yeah, I thought yeah. that was really good. Yeah, yeah, no, that was decent. Um, 
Okay, seventy uh, first minute. Max saves well at the near post with his chest. It was a uh, it was West Brom attacking down the left hand side, got inside, and it was uh, probably about ten yards out when he shot Tom and Max O'Leary stands up stands up pr- proud and it hits his chest and goes over. Was that the first of the two good saves he made, or was that a little bit yeah. later on? Yeah, there's the one another from one, Thomas Asante, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a Thomas Asante shot. Uh, yeah, there's one a bit later yeah. on as well. Mm. But yeah, no, Max O'Leary, I mean, Dan Bentley went in the week um, and Max has obviously now got some competition with a, a goalkeeper who's played in Europa League and, and things like that. So he's he's got the competition and that breeds good performances often. Yeah, yeah, yeah breeds, got you. Breeds, breeds confidence and he's, he's only going to get better, isn't he? Um, for me, I'm sure we're going to it later though, but I think Pearson's played an absolute blinder with um what he's what he's done um with Max. He's put Max into the team for God knows how long since um the situation yeah. with Bentley's been happening and um he's paid him back massively. I think he's been really, really good. He put in top class performance today and that was the first of three good saves in the space of a few minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Max goes about his business quite quietly and quite assuredly with with um a level head, would that be fair? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think he's very, very confident as well. Like, there are a couple of times and Julian said it in our WhatsApp group, didn't he, about giving him a heart attack because he does leave his decision-making to be able to clear the ball till, you know, fairly late and he's very comfortable on the ball. His, his kicking wasn't great today at times. You know, he put a few out, but he's in there to save, you know, the shots that come in on him. Um, and he made at least three really good saves to obviously keep the ball out. Yeah. Interesting with Dan Bentley. I'm pretty sure um, Bentley was dropped after the Birmingham defeat um, and then Max came in and he's he's not really put a foot wrong. Okay, the West Brom game, he got caught out with both goals a little bit. Um, mm. But I'm like you, I think, I mean, again, I'll give you credit, mate. You've said all along that we had two number ones. Um, I'm sorry to see Dan Bentley go, so I really like Dan Bentley. I'm not sure that, I mean, obviously I've not seen this this hacking. Um, I'm not sure he's going to be a long-term. I think it's probably more someone to get us to the end of the season. Um, you know, and we've got the likes of Harvey Wiles. Richards is very good. Um, so, but it's, it's good to see Max is buying his time and he deserves the opportunity now, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, then a substitution on the 74th minute. Uh, it was Joe Williams coming on for Naki Wells. So not like for like, Matt. Um, any surprise for you in that one? Yeah, um, in, because I think it meant you pushed Alex up, which was a little bit of a strange one. Yeah. Was, as I say, boss in the midfield. Um, I don't know. Um, later on, when, when um, Francois came on, he kind of went up top as well. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure Marley plays that kind of forward role. But yeah, I was, I was a little bit surprised. I wasn't surprised Joe Williams coming on. I think they needed to. Um, but I thought it might be for, for Matty James. But he, he got it right again, didn't he? You have to say. Yeah. 77th minute, Tom. It's another well-blocked save from Max O'Leary after a bit of a melee in the box. Uh, then Bell's away again, but he cuts inside and has a bit of a slip. But yeah, three the the third of three great saves from Max O'Leary and uh, and another chance for for Sam Bell. Yeah, I can talk about this. <laughs> I got a little bit flustered last night. Uh, yeah, brilliant save. And then um, when Sam went forward and obviously he slipped over, but I noticed a couple of players slipping over a little bit in the second half. Yeah. I noticed Scotty slipped over a couple of times, and then Sam slipped over. I'm not sure if it was like a 
changing boots or something at half time or if the no grass idea. was watered with a little bit more on that side of the pitch. But um yeah, brilliant save from Max. Was that the one when he went down on the on his right, was it and flicked it away yeah. or yeah, I, I I couldn't really. See, I wasn't sure if it was a defender or if it was him clearing it, but yeah, I, yeah, I think it's pretty pretty much was him. But it yeah. was about it was quite quite a lot going on in the box at the time, and mm. they could have gone anywhere really. You could hear all the West Brom fans literally about to start celebrating, <laughs> and then Max yeah. just comes out of nowhere with this save, which was exactly. nice to hear. Eightieth um, minute, Matt Naismith, Williams, and Sykes involved in some some awesome interplay followed by almost like a reverse Cruyff nuts pass from Alex Scott. Um, It really was in the words of rude Hullet, sexy football. It was mate. Um, Confident football, one touch. um, And like you said, to finish off with the the reverse that Scott did. um, I mean, you you guarantee that's going to feature on soccer AM on the weekend. Um, Yeah, it was, it was brilliant to see. And, just shows where they are in terms of their confidence. And again, this is against a very good side, you know, and and it, it was um, a, a time of the game where you're thinking, you know, West Brom are going for it. I thought Thomas Asante made a difference when he came on. Um, but all three of them like that, you know, it, again, you look at Naismith patch in the middle, the confidence that he's bringing into that middle. Is there any, you know... Um, coincidence that Matty James is playing like he's playing with Nate Smith mm. alongside him so no it's great to see and like you said sexy sexy football is lovely yeah 85th minute Francois on for Scott and Jada Silva off for Omar Taylor Clark I saw Jada Silva go down hopefully hopefully he's okay but he certainly walked off it's all quite, right yeah. but but how, how great Matt to see two more academy prospects come onto the pitch um, and both looked hungry. Again, I mean, you, you've only got to go back to, to 24 hours with, with Antoine Semenya going. And I know it's slightly different with Antoine because, you know, we did take him from SGS, but we, we certainly developed him. Um, but that that's our future patch. You know, I think the the days of, of signing your, your Casey Palmers, your, your Thomas Callis's, your Deja Silvers from Chelsea... Um, they're they're a long way away from now. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's what we want. We know again. I ref, reference speaking to Tins, but Tins has sort of said, you know, yeah, this this group is good, but you wait till you see the group coming through in a couple of years. Yeah, so you know that that just fills that fills you with such great, you know, as a city fan, you're thinking that's what we want. And I think it's every city fan's dream to have a team of local lads, isn't it? You know, it's what we yeah. all we all we all talk about fondness of the the players that we've over the years you know your Tommy Dobbs your Matty Hewlett all of those sort of players let alone your Joe Bryans and Bobby Reeds it's what we want yeah okay uh 80 sorry 93rd minute it's the final whistle it's a big thumbs up from Nigel Pearson and a reciprocal big thumbs up back from our new CEO Phil Alexander um and also a beaming smile from Brian Brian Tinian just behind Tom so it's it's all clicking at the moment. We're unbeaten in seven, unbeaten in twenty twenty three, and uh, who knows? A couple through the door in the next few days. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, I mean, we talk about Alex Scott going into the dressing room and potentially Nigel Pearson and the coaching team saying that that's that's the standard we need. That's probably the standard we want for, throughout the season. Now, you know, look, we've beaten West Brom, who were 
on paper, okay, when we played them first, when we played them for, for the first time this season, there wasn't particularly great. But when we played them on Boxing Day, I thought they were absolutely brilliant. Um, since Carlos has come in, he's absolutely turned them around. And for us to go turn them over 3-0 and with that performance as well, it's brilliant. And on top of that, an amazing start to the year, undefeated. I, I, I never would have thought that after Boxing Day. Yeah, it's been a bit turnaround, Matt. And I think Jeff Twentyman asked two fans that had come up to see him afterwards uh, what's been the big change and Gary Hours just jumped in and said well it was going 4-3-3 in that second half it's in the Swansea game <laughs> yeah um, yeah I mean again I, I, I listened to um, I think Dave's words the, the, the turning point was two draws at Swansea sorry not Swansea Coventry and Millwall I think both are right. I think it was important that we got the draws that we did um, when we weren't really expecting anything, certainly not Millwall away. But absolutely, I think the change in shape has definitely made us a different proposition. Um, Nigel Pearson, I don't think, would admit to that. Um, but his fans, you know, and, and there's been a fair few fans have said it in our WhatsApp group in particular, have said going back to that sort of shape makes a difference. And, and I, I I just don't think you can say it's coincidental, you know. Naismith playing in midfield, which, again, lots of people said we should try. At the moment, it's proving to be to be working out. Mm. Go on, Tom. It's um, A lot of people were saying we needed to play Naismith as like a holding midfielder. But I thought he just needed to play that little bit, you know, um, almost as, it, as if a ball-winning midfielder in, in the middle, you know, um, I've, I've James probably slightly a little bit more in front of him, but then I've Naismith to sort of hoover up the ball and then he can just ping it around with his left foot. Oh, he's, oh, I, lo- I love Naismith for midfield. Yeah. Yeah. Um, before we come on to a couple of tweets, um, obviously it's a few days left in the, in the transfer window. We've got three whole days left in terms of, I think it's, 29th, uh, yeah, 28th today. So we've got three whole days left. Matt, obviously, who knows what's going to come through the door, but we've got some money now to reinvest in the in in the the money from Semenyo. What's your priority if we say if let's say we sign two players? What would your priority be? So I still think we need a striker because we don't know how long Tommy and Andy are, are going to be out. Um, if if we can, I would probably look at a striker who. We can get on lane to the end of the season. Um, if not, I mean, they were talking about um, Harry Cornick from from Luton, although I know he played today. He's not um, an outright so, striker, though, is he? He's more of a winger. No, he's not. He's he's more of a winger. Um, and and actually, I wouldn't mind that so much. Someone wide on the, on the left being able to sort of come in. Um, mm. But I think we need an out and out striker just because you can't expect Sam and Naki to play the games that we've got coming up with with no real assistance behind them. Um, Andy Vyman feels like he's probably only one or two games away um, so you know there's not that so yeah I, I would still be looking at a striker especially if Chris Martin goes out as well although he's not any doesn't feel like he's anywhere near the first team no. and I'd still be looking at a midfielder um, I know we've talking about a defender in, but with Thomas Callas coming back, back I would be looking at a midfielder as well Okay Tom for you similar? Yeah I think well, I think we need to go out and loan a striker as well. I would like to go in for that Geldhart who's just gone to um, Sunderland from Leeds. Um, but definitely midfielder. I think we should have gone in for a midfielder last summer. And today, I appreciate um, what Matt's just said about Callas coming back. And that's 
near enough change my mind completely, but I just felt like we need that little bit of physicality. We need like a big six foot six sort of center half yeah. for me. You know, it, when when a ball comes in, you can just edit out because we don't seem necessarily that big of a team, to be honest. We don't seem that much of a threat on corners or attacking free kicks when they're coming in from the side because this, apart from Rob Atkinson, there's no one there who's really going to go up and head a ball. Yeah. yeah. I didn't. Yeah. I don't know if you listened to Nigel Pearson afterwards, Patch, but... Yes, I did, yeah. It, it didn't make you think that we would necessarily see anybody at all coming through, did he? <laughs> <laughs> no. um, I don't know. That's Nigel's way anyway. He's very much someone who won't say anything until the deal's done, sort of thing. But I would I'd, I would be, I'd that... be worried if 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 no one came through because I guess we've got lots of youth players, lots of academy yeah. players, but we don't want to leave the under the under twenty one short. And also right. um if if we'd have got a couple of picked up a couple of injuries today, you know, that you're you're talking you're talking throwing in some some very inexperienced people into a league game on Saturday. Well, yeah, and you've got tough games to come. You know, Preston, Norwich, Wigan are not easy games, but you're also looking at the rest of the season. Um, and I just think you know there, there's lots of lots of clubs that have gone out and have signed. You know, as as Tom said, that Gerhard um, going to Sunderland. They've got the lad from Man United who's ripping up trees up there. Is it Diallo or someone? Mm-hmm. Um, not Diallo, it's not Diallo, is it? But it's something similar. Um, and that's the thing. I think I think we we definitely need the reinforcements. But not only that, Nigel Pearson says that himself. Pearson says himself, you know, getting some some new blood in just to freshen it up um, is a good thing. So we're not going to go out and splash the cash. But if you've got players that you've identified who are out of contract in the summer, if you go to their clubs, I can't see many clubs in our division or below are going to turn down fairly nominal offers for players that are going to walk away for nothing at the end of the season. Yeah. Okay, um, a few bits to read out. So Dr. Dean Allen was uh, Wembley bound, question mark, a magnificent display from Bristol City against West Brom in the FA Cup. Every player gave it everything from the word go. So pleased for Sam Bell to get a brace and Alex Scott has added value to any transfer bid. Still undefeated in 2023. Uh, Lawrence Mora, most complete 90 minutes of the season, arguably pit of Pearson's time in charge. Consistence in selection, repaid with consistency in performance. Did Sam Bell get the pace from his mum? Question mark. <laughs> um, Del Bussy, wow, what a great Bristol City team performance. I love the speed of play and thought in transition. Exciting football, blew West Brom away. Sam Bell, two finishes, right? Standing moments of sheer quality. Yet another quality player from the City Academy conveyor belt of talent. Uh, message from Shahan. Today is my 34th birthday and I spent it watching Bristol Bears women at Shaftesbury Park in French, eh? Before driving to Ashton Gate to see a brilliant win against West Brom. I'm about to have friends come over to celebrate my birthday with some of us staying up to watch the WWE Royal Rumble live. Then I have a meal with family on Sunday before going to watch City Women in the FA Cup at the RHPC. Come on, you Reds. Tom, are you staying up to watch it live tonight? I'm not too sure at the minute. I was thinking about it. I bought the network earlier just to <laughs> watch the Royal Rumble. But um, I think I'll probably be watching the back of my eyelids by then, to be honest. Yeah. But, and Matt, are you staying up to I watch the Royal own... Rumble tonight? No, I think my I think my eight year old nephew is. Um, <laughs> so yeah, 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 right there. Matt, who do you think to win the Royal, Royal Rumble? Rumble your... uh, mate, any prediction? Meghan and Harry, probably. Yeah, Meghan, Meghan and, and Harry. Harry. 
Okay, Tom, anyone, any slightly better prediction from you? Uh, Cody Rhodes, but I'm a little bit um, in the Sami Zayn camp at the minute as well, so I'm not, I'm not too okay. sure, but yeah. I'll go with Cody Rhodes. Right, we better move on before people switch off and Matt kills me. This is a message from the Bristol City Former Players Association. Throughout last season, we brought a number of ex-players back to Ashton Gate. We were pivotal in delivering celebratory events, including the Ashton Gate 8 40th anniversary, and we also celebrated the stars of the 60s who were paraded on the pitch. This season, we will be commemorating some important moments in the club's history and some very important people who were part of our club. If you would like to assist with sponsorship of any of these events, please get in touch with me via email to events at bcfcformerplayers.co.uk. In addition, we are always on the lookout for any interesting artefacts from the club's history to add to our ever-growing Bristol City archive. Thanks for listening, and my email address again is events at bcfcformerplayers.co.uk. Thank you. Um, so, Matt, let's come on to your ratings. I'll, uh, I'll assist you with... I've got your spreadsheet here, so I'll type them straight in. Thank you very much. <laughs> Um, Max, I'm going to go definitely a seven, and I toyed with an eight. And the only reason it's not an eight is because I thought some of his kicking was a little bit wayward today. But he made three really good saves, and and saves that kept obviously West Brom eight. That then meant we didn't have any nervy moments. So there's a bit of me thinking it probably should be an eight on that basis because they were dip, you know they weren't easy saves. They were right in front of him, weren't they? So um, um... yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Tom, what do you no, think? I, I, I'm sticking I, seven. I'll let, I'll let you choose. I'm sticking seven. Um, yeah, I'd Tom. go eight. I'd go eight. I thought them two saves were made late on in the second half. I thought they put them up to an eight, to be honest. And keeping a clean sheet as well, it always gets that Bruce yeah, bonus I, point for me. Yeah. I'm an eight as well, Matt. I, I know you mentioned right. about some some kicking, but I, I honestly didn't notice that like I have done in previous mm. in previous games. Yeah. So three good, three really good saves. Um, and part of a, a good defensive back line. Yeah, okay. Eight. George Tanner. Right, yeah. Go on in. George, George Tanner, I'm going in eight. Um, and yeah. the reason for that is the last couple of games I've sort of said six and he's consistent. He done, I thought today he was excellent. He got the assist for the goal. Um, but he just he just goes about his business, doesn't he? You you know, and, and I think he's going to get better the more he plays. And you forget, he's still a really young lad. You know, he wasn't signed really to play, not even for this season. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought it was a really accomplished performance from him. So I'm, I'm going eight for George as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, on the opposite side, Jay De Silva. I've got to go eight for Jay as well. And the reason for that is he's coming off the back of not having played for a while. Um, he came, you know, he wasn't actually on form when Cam came in. Um, but I thought today, some of some of his, his feet today and the way that he combined with Sam Bell, he actually didn't get as far forward as, as we've seen Jay De Silva get. Um, but I, I thought for his first game back like that, that was a performance today that makes me think if he's willing to take a wage cut, I would sign him on again. But I don't know if we see enough of those performances. Um, and actually, as I'm talking it through, I'm thinking maybe I've got a little bit emotional there and allowed an eight. Um, definitely a seven. No, I'm going to go eight, and I'll let you boys choose. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I think I think eight for me as well. He he had to he had to put in a performance today. Campering is back um, in in the next game. It's <clears throat> it's a it's a question mark in in Nigel's mind now, surely. But I mean, I would still go with go with Campering. But You've got to go with Jay, Pudding, had, yeah. Jay had to put a shift in today, and he and I think he did. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, the two centre halves. Um, Zach, I thought, was Zach. Um, I'm loving the Zach Viner chant again. I mean, it was reverberating around the ground with yeah. about 10 minutes to go. I thought it was just a really accomplished display again from him. And in the ways that I've said eight for, for George and for, um, for Jay, I'm saying eight for Zach. Okay. Um, Rob Atkinson, just agreeing with some of the comments you've said, both of you. I'm going seven for Rob because it's still a clean sheet. But he was a little bit shaky at times. Got caught a couple of times and was beat for pace on that one occasion. Um, so, you know, seven is still above what you would expect. So it's still a good score, but I'm, I'm going seven for, for Rob. Okay. Midfield, um, I'll start with Naismith. Um, I'm, I'm going, well, in fact, both Naismith and James, um, and then we'll touch on Alex Scott afterwards. Naismith and James, I'm going, there's a bit of a theme, but I'm going eight for both of those. Um, Matty James today, I thought, gave a really, really assured performance. He did get a couple of times um, players ran off him, but I, th I think, unfortunately, that's just an, an age thing and the fact that he hasn't got the legs, um, you know, that, that some of the other players have. But I thought it was, a, again, a really, really accomplished performance, really steady. And then Naismith just makes everything tick. Mm. He plays it simple. He's the, he does the sort of things that, and, and you caught me out on it with the, the game last weekend, where you, you, you kind of almost, he plays a pass and you think, oh, that's a good pass. And then when, when you watch it back, you think, oh, that was better than a good pass. Mm. Um, you know, he makes everything tick. He's, he's, he's a bit of a maestro. Um, and like I said, it's no surprise for me that Matty James is putting in some of his best performances with Naismith moving in up alongside him. So, yeah, even though that. Even though in this particular game there was no what I would call worldy passes, he did a lot more of the basics well today. Yeah, he he scrapped a lot, didn't he, and won a lot of the the fifty fifties as well. Um, yeah, yeah I, th I thought again, like I said, it was I thought it was two good performances. Um, I'm going to leave Alex Scott until the end. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mark Sykes, good assist. Um, Put a shift in, um, and you know, I, I, in fact, you could almost give him an assist for the ball for George Tanner as well. It was that good a ball, but I'm I'm going to go eight for Mark Sykes as well, and I'm, I'm going eight for him because I think he's had a bit of a rough time of late um, with some of the scores. N not the last couple of games, like um, Tom said, moving him forward. But you, you look at it and think, if Mark Sykes had played in this position more regularly, what would his assists and goals be? So he's another one that is just finding himself in this right position where he wants to play. And that will take a little time to bed in and know your runs. But yeah, I thought he was great. Um, and a, well, an, an on, the, him. on the Sykes front, Matt, we gave him an eight in the Birmingham home match. And then the Blackburn um, home match was, was down to a four. So he's gone eight, four, eight. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, but yeah completely um, agree. Um, okay. Naki Wells, um, with Naki Wells obviously didn't score, um, and I, I toyed with a seven, but again, I'm looking at 
you know, people doing their jobs and work rate and everything. And and Mackie covered every blade of grass. He was absolutely shattered. Mm. And what I love is as he's taken off, he still doesn't want to come off, even though he's knackered. Oh, he was living, wasn't he? <laughs> he always is, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he is. And and but when you look at him, Tom, you think, Christ, yeah, but you look like you're absolutely shattered, but he still mm. doesn't want to come off. And again, I've I've got to say, because of the performance of the team and he's a part of that team. It's an eight for him as well. I thought he was a really, really hardworking without a lot of reward selfishly for him. Um, yeah, I thought it was great. Um, Sam Bell is, has got to be a nine. Um, the two goals, the hat-trick would have pushed that, I think, to a 10. It would have been very difficult not to give him a 10 for that. But I thought his overall performance was excellent. I thought the two goals were of the highest, highest quality. Um, and to see his face having scored that first one um, and then to, I mean, for him as well, to score goals at both ends of the pitch was was great. So, yeah, it's a nine for Sam Bell. I thought it was a really good performance. I can't find Sam on the spreadsheet, Matt. Is he not on here? He's probably far right, mate. Yeah. Okay. But he, might, right. he, might, he might not be on there because of the... You've the got league. It is, yeah, okay. Yeah, Have you not got a rating after the Swansea game? Uh, he was on. Yeah. It was cut, wasn't it? We've got, a, we've got a different spreadsheet for. We got a different sheet for the cup, which yeah. I sh- which I should have been putting it on. Um, but yeah, okay. So nine for Sam Bell, did you say? Yep. Right. And then Alex Alex Scott, and this is the one that um, we had a, a a kind of a bit of a, a not a debate as such, but so I I went without a shadow of a doubt. Alex Scott nine, and then Big Z Lee Williams. Um, Lee's three words said what what would he have needed to do for a 10 because you know you've said how it was the most complete performance um, you know it was it was outstanding and actually it, it just was it was a performance today that I was off my feet every time or on my feet I should say every time he got the ball mm. he made a very very good def- uh, midfielder in the, the, the 35 looked just like an ordinary championship midfielder. Um and I don't I don't know, Patch, whether we've ever given a ten before. Don't think so. But don't today so. just today, in case just in case yeah. it's his last ever performance for Bristol City. And yeah, I would <laughs> don't get me wrong, I'm I was gutted at Antoine Semenyo going. Um but today with the performance from Alex Scott, Rob Skeets, a, a um friend of ours put about how much he loved Jackie Jakonowski and but Alex Scott today reminded him of that and you know slightly different types of players. I think Alex's work rate was is is far better than that Jackie's ever was. But I go back to what Bigsy said and I don't know what more he would have needed to do. He scored um to get that 10. So I, I am gonna go big and I am gonna go 10, which is um unheard of like I said, but I just mm. I loved it. He went off and it was like, yeah, I want to stand up and give this bloke a standing round of applause because I thought it was superb. So yeah. if you want to knock it down to a nine, I'll take that because that was what my first thought was. But yeah, big uh, made I certainly won't more. be knocking you down, Matt. I don't know about yeah. Tom. I, I can't possibly take away the first 10. Yeah, <laughs> yeah de- de- definitely 10 if you say so, Matt. Yeah. Where were but you when, when Matt gave a 10? Yeah. <laughs> when, when you, I mean, Slightly different, and unfortunately for Tom, and you know, I, I know Tom travels a length and breadth of the country as well, and I'll be seeing him next weekend in Preston. But when you're there and you see him do what he did today and his movement, and he, like I said, he must have beat 
four or five players on four or five occasions, played two or three lovely passes in the one to Sam Delft where he should have got his hat trick. It was just brilliant. So, yeah, I'm uh, probably the emotion of a, such a great day, but it was a, a 10 performance for me. Yeah, it was fabulous. Brilliant. Well, the average there, Matt, is 8.18, which is the highest of the season. Uh, which... Let me just shift the crop to the cup ones just to check. Yeah, it will yeah, be. Yeah. Definitely the highest of the season so far. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, you, you, you've both watched it. For me, that was our most complete performance against a very good side. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And then Nigel. Nigel's got to be an eight as well, hasn't it? You know, he's he, he's had to um, cope with losing Antoine Semenyo. You know, he, in an ideal world, any manager wants to keep their best players. But Nigel Pearson is very realistic about what we've got to do as a club. Um, so, yeah, it's got to be an eight for Nigel as well. He got, he got it right today, didn't he? Yeah. No, spot on. Excellent. Good stuff. Right. Well, we are um, coming up to the end of the podcast. Uh, we've got an hour a week to wait until the Preston away match, which you would have thought Campering comes back into. You would have thought Sam Bell stays in the team, depending on if we get anyone through the door in the next few days. Um, yeah. But yeah, the, the, the team is kind of picking itself with the exception of um, you know, does he does he let Jada Silva keep the shirt is a question mark. But for me, it's Campering coming back in. Tom, how about yourself? Yeah, I'd, I'd bring Campering in. As much as I was in, today impressed with Jada Silva, I think Campering's pace and his strength and his, um, I say the final third, you know, putting balls into the box, I think he's better than Jada yeah. Silva at that. Yeah. If, and, and if Andy if Andy Vyman's fit, Matt, does he come in for Sykes or question mark? No. No, no, I think both both of those, um, even if, I was going to say, even if we signed Erling Haaland, he doesn't um, start over <laughs> Sam Bell. But um, Sam Bell has to start next week. Um, so there's a group of, I don't know if it's West Brom fans are not walking past. Um, yeah, Sam Bell has to start. The thing is, we, we don't know what's going to happen between now and, and then. You don't know whether someone might come in for Callas. Um, you know, the players that are on the big money, um, you know, it, it will be interesting to see. If we make some signings, dependent on who they are, you know, you, you might, a new player coming in who's playing for his club currently might expect us to start. Mm. Um, you only had a look at that that Thomas Asante today for West Brom when he came on. You know, he, he's a real live wire and he's a lad who came from Saltford to to, um, mm. to West Brom. And before that, he was, he was sort of um, non-league, I'm sure. So there are players out there. Um, but yeah, I, I would expect us to bring in. I, I don't see any other changes other than Cam Pring coming in. Excellent. Okay, well, remains to be seen how the remaining three days um, of the transfer window will finish up. Hopefully, we don't yeah. see Alex Scott go or any other of the the starting eleven. But um, if, I mean, yeah, be interesting. In all, ser- in all seriousness, if if a bid, you know, I know we talked about with with Antoine, we wanted fifteen in. It seems as though it's it's kind of around the, the nine ten figure with add-ons afterwards. But Alex Scott today, and with the contract he's on, plus you know that he's going to get other offers coming in for him. I think you turn down. If you get big bids for Alex Scott, you turn it down. Um, 25 because, million? Would you take 25? Do, do you know, I, I genuinely, genuinely. Well, yeah, I would, as fans, I, we wouldn't, would we? <laughs> no, I know. But I, I, even from a club point of view, I think, 
it's so important we stay in this league. And I, I genuinely think that there will be... Alex Scott is only going to get better. So if he's 25 million now in January, he could easily be 30 million in the summer. Whereas with Antoine, he was always going to be less in the summer because of his contract situation. Yeah. So I, 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 I would resist all temptation for Alex Scott. And in the very, the very worst case scenario, if we did get a bid and it was 25 million, I would be saying you can have him for 25, but he plays for us for the rest of the season. I yeah. wouldn't be letting him go out like that. Tom, as um, someone who plays football manager a lot, have you uncovered <laughs> any any gems for us? Um, I, knew, I knew this was going to come. Um, <laughs> nothing, nothing in the vein of Alex Scott. The most of my players on football manager now are like regenerated players, so <laughs> they're not even not even real. Um, what I year are you in now? You're in like year twenty fifty or something, aren't you? It, it's something, man. I can't even. I, I haven't played it for a few weeks. So I, even, I, think, I, think, I think I think it was twenty thirty something last time I played it. But yeah. I remember I remember selling. Um, Alex Scott for the, and it wasn't quite 25, 30 million for 17 and a half million to uh, Rail Betis, I think it was. Oh, and, then, nice. and, then, and then I got him back on loan for a season, which was Andy. But well, talking, uh, of Real, talking of Rail Betis, obviously, Famara Gijou went off to Granada to play in, yeah. the, uh, in the Spanish league. So, yeah, interesting to see how that one goes. But, yeah. Um, Anything final right from you, Matt? Yeah, one, am I right in saying? I'm sure you put it in there. I didn't know if you were joking or not, but is the next round of the FA Cup on a Wednesday night? It looks like that. Yeah, the fifth round is Wednesday, the 1st of March, it says, with ties to be played Wednesday, the 1st of March, um, or I guess the Thursday. You know, it's going to be a bit of a strange I assume it's because of the World Cup and it's all been squeezed up. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. maybe but I've never, I, I may be wrong, but that's I'm sure that's what it says on the FA website. I Who would you guys want? So a Wednesday night like, home game at home to Man United, I think, would be lovely for me. Yeah, I'd, see, I'd, go, I'd go the other way. I'd like a, a big team, Man United or Liverpool. Um, you want to go Man, away, do you? Or, or Man City. But yeah, I, in, in an ideal world, mate, I would love Liverpool away. Um, yeah. And I think I'd, I'd stay there the night before. And then, uh, yeah, <laughs> or maybe the night, the night after. And we'd have a night in Liverpool. Game. You do night. You do like a, a night out in Liverpool, as we know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Last man standing in the karaoke, mate, in Matthew Street on uh, on Wednesday. Brilliant. Good work. Lovely. Right, we'll leave it there. Tom, enjoy the Royal Rumble. Matt, Will enjoy do. the Tobacco Factory, and uh, Thank you very we'll be much. back soon. Thanks everyone for listening. Don't forget to follow us over on Twitter at three p i a p c. And yeah, we'll be back uh, next Sunday. So take care, everyone. Thanks for listening. I've been riding low. I've been riding fast Gonna take this moment I'm gonna make it last Cause you don't know me Don't be quick to judge Cause I tell you something I don't care that much Don't come around here Preaching Reddit, if you stay.
stay in this town I'm no savior, I will take you down This here town You know it ain't that big It don't take long to know just what I Watching that little town slowly disappear. 